So let's let's get into it real quick. So we're going to start off with the uh, the obvious definitions. Uh, when we talk about multiple channel architecture and single channel architecture, uh, we're really talking about. Uh, if we talk currently, it's about RF planning. Uh, if we talk about a little bit older understanding of it, when I mean older in Wi-Fi, that's like what yesterday or or you know this morning. I see it changing so fast. Uh, they they actually refer to it as uh, as channel assignments. And the the main takeaway that I would like for you guys to walk away with this, with this presentation on, on the difference of MCA versus SCA is how it relates to you and your work as a Wi-Fi engineer. MCA does all really a lot of the heavy lifting for you. Uh, you can call it flexible. You can also call it non-flexible. Uh, and your Wi-Fi, your career, your day-to-day -day, uh, will be uh, somewhat different than if you are in an environment that is single channel architecture. Uh, with single channel architecture, you have more flexibility is a, a double entendre when we talk about this because uh, flexibility, it really is, it means rigid in, 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 my, in my brain is single channel architecture. You have the ability to make a lot of decisions about what applications and what traffic will be allowed on uh, certain channels. Uh, and we'll get in that here in a little bit, talking about uh, some, of the, some of the different two methods that is in single channel architecture, and they even try to use it in MCA as well. But I, I wanted to, to, to relate with you that in your work, if you have a single channel architecture design or thinking about it, uh, from the workload, you will be a little bit more involved. Uh, every uh, voice conversation, every new application, uh, all of these things will be looked at with scrutiny uh, because you actually control the channel plan of what, so even up to the application uh, of what that traffic can traverse. And if you're in larger organizations, which most of my career has been in enterprise class, uh, that means lots and lots of different teams uh, all, all around the globe. Uh, if you're in a small organization, that just means more work for, for you to do as you put on different hats. Uh, but you will be looking at security and you will be looking at uh, routing and you'll be looking at a lot of other things on top of just a regular performance of Wi-Fi. So that is the big takeaway for the two that I want you guys to, to, to come back with this uh, of this quick presentation over the two. But I will go ahead and state the, uh, the definition here. So MCA uh, is the most common and uh, from our poll it was the first. Uh, it is probably I don't have a real, uh, I look for percentages, but it is the lion's share of wireless uh, RF planning uh, mods that are in, in today. Uh, you basically uh, controller type architecture uh, and the, uh, the channels are designed and they're implemented for the BSS. So they basically, uh, they have minimal interference with one another. Single channel architecture, if you look at some of the older documentation, it's, it's really a little bit, uh, not a lot there, but some of the newer uh, information is coming out that has quite a bit more on single channel architecture uh, and some of its complexity, which is, which is really interesting since it's hardly you know, used, but it is used in, in some verticals that I think a lot of our customers in, in our sweet, parts, uh, sweet spot is uh, as well. And you basically place all the APs on the same channel and uh, the, the controller basically does the, the work. Uh, Don, if you wouldn't mind, next slide, please. 
So uh, when we talk about uh, MCA architecture, uh, real quickly, it's the number one uh, design today. Uh, we, we most know that we go through our wireless, uh, how it, it works. We basically let the controller uh, handle the, the channel, the channel plan, uh, the devices uh, basically are in use a lot when it comes to roaming. The clients will actually make those decisions. But when the first design for MCA, uh, again, uh, you, you well, I, I say you, but you know, most of the time it's the computer that will select the channels that you're going to use on the 2.4 and the 5, and it's obvious the channels that are available. And then you, uh, you know, configure these APs, use these channels, and then you, you basically stagger those APs uh, around your area uh, to, to have you know, good coverage um, and try to you know, cut down on uh, channel interference. Uh, next slide, please. So the biggest thing with, with the multi-channel architecture is, again, the channel plans. And as we know, in, in the five gig band, it's, it's pretty easy to use because of you know, the obvious number of channels. And then on the 2.4, you know, there's really only a, a three channels there that can be, can be used that are non-overlapped. But what's really interesting, and this one comment here at the bottom about um, not uncommon to disable some 2.4 gig radios, uh, that is um, really interesting because all of the information that I'm presenting today is, is from the uh, CWNP uh, text. Again, as, as you guys know, it's transparent. It focuses on wireless. Uh, it doesn't focus on a certain vendor. Uh, but this is really interesting because, as you guys know, in a multi-channel architecture design, having those powers toggled is really how MCA does its channel planning, right, with the clients. And it's really interesting that all those decisions are constantly being done uh, in order to find that, that, that great uh, smooth connection, uh, especially when it comes to roaming devices. And I, and I believe you'll see how single channel architecture is implemented in some other, uh, mostly in, in the vendor, in the uh, verticals of healthcare and education, because healthcare and education have a lot of devices that count on wireless, uh, but they also are stationary. And they are also very, uh, when you talk about non-typical Wi-Fi devices as biomed type equipment, uh, those devices are very expensive and are supposed to have a very long shelf life. So they are stationary, but they're also wireless. Uh, and they uh, usually have some of the older standards. Uh, so it's it's really it becomes really clear why some of these verticals really uh, latch on to the single channel architecture design. Uh, next next slide, please, Don. Yep. Sorry, buddy. Wrong way. It's okay. So again, with uh, multi-channel, there are some challenges. Uh, yeah, again, uh, is it a bug or is it a feature? That's that kind of nomenclature that we all kind of laugh about. Uh, a, a challenge is really specific on to you know what design and what problem you're you're looking to fix, and this first statement here about the output settings must vary to each AP, and and again that's because of radio resource management and all the other type of uh, vendors and their algorithms actually you know using that and constantly making those changes uh, you know to make sure that everybody can can hear what they need to hear, and you know adjacent channel non-overlapping interface in, interference excuse me that's a mouthful. Uh, is always present and the controller is and the APs are always working to, you know, to, to try to reduce that. And then again, you are back to a site survey question that we had. Uh, a lot of people 
uh, in Wi-Fi and non-Wi-Fi and IT and non-IT, uh, they believe that once the Wi-Fi has been installed, uh, the Wi-Fi has not changed. Um, and it's really interesting over time, if you have a, a, a wireless environment, how just moving different boxes, different cabinets, uh, relocating rooms to other rooms, uh, all of these things, new technologies that are coming in uh, can actually really change the RF propagation. And that's why uh, we, we always say that, you know, sometimes it's, well, not sometimes, but it's, uh, it's always good to say if you need to search, if you have to ask yourself when the last time I had a site survey, it, it's time to do a site survey and see if things have shifted over time. Uh, next slide, please. So with that being said, let's look at single channel architecture. And if you look through the literature, uh, some of the older literature really barely just covers the surface with, with single channel architecture design. Uh, really just kind of just says, hey, uh, you use one, <laughs> one channel for one, one band, another channel for another band, and away you go, see you later. Uh, it, it, it doesn't, uh, you have zero, zero roaming. Uh, it, it's completely no delay or what have you, which is which is a little silly. Uh, some of the newer tech, newer documentation, uh, again, and some of the, the the literature out there goes in a little bit more detail about some of the uh, the benefits of single channel architecture. And I, I believe it is because of healthcare and education. Uh, it's a it's a great use case for the the healthcare and for K through 12 and, and higher ed. Uh, especially, you know, having, you know, types of networks that need to be campus-wide that don't allow for a lot of specific connections into uh, private or independent type resources like just internet or guest access to the, to the homepage or what have you. So single-channel architecture is the actual definition is a group of access points and they make up a BSSI, right? And they inspire the entire, span the entire campus. And the clients, as they're connected, uh, they believe that they're just connected to a single AP no matter where they roam. Uh, so all the you know, trans, uh, transitions as a person roams uh, from one to the other uh, is, is really transparent. And the client, as we'll see, actually doesn't make that decision in SCA mode. Uh, it's actually all done by the, by the controller. So it's, uh, it, that is one of the biggest differentiators between you know, making a decision between you know, uh, an SCA or MCA plan. Uh, next slide, please, Don. So when we get to just a little bit of the high, high level of, of single channel architecture, and you'll notice right there, that's the handoff of roaming. Uh, it's two to three milliseconds. Uh, you guys, uh, uh, MCS or some MCA, uh, they they're a little bit uh, a little bit more than that, uh, but there is some some documentation literature out there that there is a zero a zero delay. And as everybody knows, even as you roam, there will always be a little bit of latency. It's just a fact of, of physics. And the main difference with the virtual cell is that again the um, <clears throat> the the architecture actually makes the decision about roaming and not the client uh, there are some usage of sca and virtual cell and virtual island all use it the same uh, they all have different uh, meanings they do not all mean the same thing so sometimes in the vendor literature 
uh, it gets a little confusing what, what people are referencing to. And each vendor, say like Fortinet Maru or, or Fortinet uh, and some others, uh, just for example, or Cisco, when you, they use their own proprietary algorithms for making those decisions uh, in, in single channel mode about which uh, AP is the best AP for a client uh, as, they're, as they're walking the park, as we say. So two key takeaways for that, again, and I just want to just keep hammering that in there, is that the client is responsible for roaming decisions on a multi-channel architecture plan, which is you know, the, the lion's share of the designs today. And single-channel architecture is actually handled by the YLAN controller. And I put controller there because I really meant the, the entity, uh, not, not the actual client. Next slide, please. So again, I wanted to hit some of the, concepts, the, the, the misconceptions about single-channel architecture. And this was one of our trivia questions. And uh, it, there's a lot of literature that says that uh, you don't need a channel plan if you're going to do um, <clears throat> uh, implement a single channel architecture in, in an environment. And for reasons that we just discussed, uh, that is something that you definitely have to, to look into. And you also, there's misconceptions out there that you don't need to perform a site survey or having a living site survey. Uh, and again, that makes sense about how people would just say, oh, you just set up a, a, you know, a single channel plan. You know, one, one radio's got one channel, the other radio's got another, and then away you go. Um, it, it's actually a little bit more complex than that. And again, the physical medium is constantly changing. And what you put in today sometimes might not be what it looks like three months or four months down the road. So it's always good to, again, you know, run those site surveys especially having some of the, uh, the newer technology that has the predictive analysis uh, and the real-time analysis of, of how things are, are going in the environment is very, very helpful to, to make sure that that plan is working. Uh, on the next slide, Don, if you, if you would, I wanna talk about some of the coolest things about uh, single-channel architecture, and you'll, you'll probably see some of this in multi-channel architecture. And this goes back to the point about uh, how much work and how much you wanna be involved uh, as a wireless engineer on the wireless side of uh, making decisions on clients being able to connect to certain resources. So there's two, there's two different uh, design uh, mods for single channel architecture. And one is referred to as channel striping and one is channel layering. Now they get used independently, but they are two separate things. And also vendors have their names for them as well. Uh, but basically with channel striping, that is uh, for multi multi levels, like a hospital or a doctor's office that has several floors. Uh, that you can you can implement channel striping to have basically the channels on the same on the same floors uh, and be able to segment that way. And again, this segment different physical and virtual layers of YLAN. I think that's one of those statements that uh, a lot of people, especially in academia and in, in vendors. Uh, they'll, they'll state, and then they just basically just say, "Hey, that's just uh, you know, that's just a, that's just you know so, something there." You know, that statement actually means quite a bit, in my opinion, as a engineer and as being responsible for things in in past jobs. Is that you know, if I have the ability now, if I'm in SCA mode, I can actually basically VLAN off channels, and I can VLAN channels off to applications, and I can VLAN those applications off to certain, uh, certain resources. And so that makes that a very powerful tool, and especially where that type of segmentation or that type of resources needed, especially again, back to healthcare, 
in, in research labs, you see this as well, and, and especially in, in, in higher education, uh, that is a very powerful tool and very nice at your disposal to be able to, 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 to fit that business need. So sometimes things don't have to be done all the way up at the firewall layer. Again, I'm an ex-security guy, so I believe you know security today, security tomorrow. I'm not, not saying it's not uh, a, a, a replacement for that, but I'm saying that it is a tool that you can segment uh, you know, actually traffic and traffic patterns for. Uh, also, it is uh, something that you will be responsible for. <laughs> and you will be in, and from my own experience, you will be in a lot of meetings about, uh, you know, not even just connectivity issues, but planning, because now instead of your MCA design, uh, where you didn't have the, that type of, of channel plan uh, and that type of RF being used, uh, you now are causing, you know, some segmentation and you, you will always, those, those pieces will always be looked at, especially in larger enterprise environments by other people saying, hey, that might be causing issues or that might be causing delay. So again, it's it's one of those, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, good, good tools or, or possibly not a good tool, but be aware of it. And then channel layering is, is pretty much common. Uh, MCA does this as well. It's just really just multiple co-location APs, uh, same area on different channels. Uh, again, high density networks. I love this again because uh, when we talk about channel layering and we talk about MCA and they talk about high density or very high density, you know, we have to have an acronym for that, VHD and HD, <laughs> uh, that in MCA mode, they really just to fit that is they lower the power on everything. Throw more APs to high, very high density environment, but lower the power, right? Uh, and so with channel layering, it's, it's a little bit of the, 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 came, the same concept. Uh, but with the increase that the channel capacity can be can be dramatically increased. Uh, Don, let's let's move to the next slide here. Trying to stay on topic here. Oh, good. I was about to go down. I felt myself going down a wormhole, so I, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad I, I got it right here at the review. So again, uh, this content, this information is from the literature of the uh, CWNP. Uh, this is not taken from, you know, Wikipedia, uh, even though we referenced it um, as something not to do. <laughs> this is not, uh, you know, we didn't use a lot of vendor information, but we wanted to give a very understanding of the fundamentals of the wireless, of the standard, of, of what the foundation is. And then you can talk to your vendor or to your reseller uh, to talk about, you know, if this is something that you're interested in. Uh, you can talk to them about your, the vendor's products and how, how they actually implement this. And again, uh, most people don't wake up and decide I'm going to move my entire hospital, my 5,000 employees to a single channel architecture on Tuesday. Uh, most, most people will have this environment. Uh, once they get hired, it'll be inherited. And usually when this comes into play is when there is a acquisition or a new business or an opportunity for a uh, expanse to have the ability to say, hey, well, maybe we should try this uh, for, for this environment. So I wanna keep that in the back of your, your head as well. And so again, uh, the review is what we know with multiple channel architecture. Uh, go ahead and, and go to the next page, Don, if you wouldn't mind, please, sir. The, the single channel architecture is what I really wanted to hit is that, you know, again, you'll notice that that bullet point, I mentioned virtual virtual cell handles client roaming decisions. 
I purposely put interchangeable definitions because we, we see this in vendor literature. Uh, they'll also call it the controller. They'll also, we'll, we'll call it just the YLAN. The, the main thing to note there is that it's not the client. Uh, the controller actually tells the AP which clients should go uh, and, that, and how that is done is completely different per vendor because a lot of them use their own proprietary algorithms on making that decision. And then with single channel, you have the ability to do a lot more uh, segmentation and you can do official, uh, efficient use of the channel capacity. Uh, but again, it will be a little bit more work uh, and it will be um, you know, a little bit more uh, troubleshooting and, and verification. So make sure that you've got really good site survey tools and monitoring uh, and, and keep your ear to the to the ground or, or nose to the to the grind or however that that, that saying goes where you, you're aware of what projects your business is having coming on to make sure that that you that you're going to be able to to modify and fit that needs of that environment mm -hmm. so that is my quick review of the two i believe now we can do the best to answer some questions if there are any yeah, awesome. Um, thanks a lot, Chris. I appreciate that. Great presentation. Um, I had a couple of questions come through uh, as you were talking here, so I'll get to those first. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with using the GoToWebinar control panel, uh, you'll just uh, use the drop-down arrow uh, in the question pane, and you can send your questions our way. Um, so this first one is from Rodrigo and it's got a couple layers to it, but I'm going to ask the first question first and, and see where that takes us. Um, uh, it says, hi, in single channel architecture, how is it, how is interference handled by other APs? Sorry about mute. <laughs> oh, you're on mute. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So you're always going to have uh, you're always going to have interference. Uh, that's just the, the 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 name of the game. Uh, the the general construct is that using a, a SCA design uh, will actually have less interference because you'll be using uh, certain channels uh, for the certain uh, RF for that uh, BSSID. And that yeah. actually, sorry, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I just wanted to add to um, in in an ideal SCA deployment, the uh, the the transmissions from all the eight access points are coordinated, so the controller um, schedules when each AP transmits. So even though they're on the same channel, um, they're not transmitting on top of each other necessarily. Um, so interference uh, in the sense of you know, causing collisions should be uh, somewhat limited if it works right, which is a big if. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, gentlemen. Um, next question here is from Ahmed. Is the single channel architecture available in every, from every wireless vendor? That is a great question. So you you have to be, you know, obviously a, a controller environment. So it has to be at least enterprise class 
Uh, Jim, do you know any that don't do SCA architecture? Well, I'm only aware of one vendor that does, and that's um, Fortinet, who um, acquired Maru last year, maybe two years ago. And Maru was kind of the king of SCA, and, uh, and Fortinet has continued that product line. Uh, but I'm not aware of other vendors that, uh, that do SCA as well.